Hello, everybody. How are you doing today, Bob? I'm doing great. Hey, this is Tony Butler. Uh, this is the Operate Intelligent Lead Podcast, and I'm here with Bob Papadou-Bittner. And uh, we're having a great day today, and uh, just glad to be back with our listeners. And we're going to talk about something. Uh, uh, we've talked about this before, but this month in, in particular is uh, National Energy Awareness Month. And so uh, we're going to be talking about things based around energy and your utility budget today, and just to help uh, some of our clients understand that a little better. Yep. Before we do, though, Bob, I have a trivia question for you. So you know the uh, the black boxes that they talk about, um, you know that are that are on airplanes. Uh-huh. So if an, if there's an accident, they got they go and they try to find the black box and they can listen to what happened on the plane. Um, what color is that black box? Do you know? Well. Intuitively, I want to say black, but I'm thinking because you're using this as a trivia question, uh, you've got me stumped here. So black seems logical. We'll we'll come back to it at the end. Okay. Okay. So in terms of National Energy Awareness Month, I know one of the things that we've talked about before offline is um, the idea that right now energy isn't necessarily a focus because of the cost. Right? Um, they're not through the roof, so it's not as important as it was in the past. Yeah, I think uh, when when budgets really become tightened down, you know, there's a little bit more money flowing right now in the tax base and in, in manufacturing and so forth. And so people have stepped maybe back just a little bit from that line item of utilities. And uh, the the price of utilities, we, we often uh, equate, we talk about energy, but it's really utilities, right? I mean, right. we want to include water and sewer and and the other things in that. So we've stepped back from that because we, over the last several years, since uh, 08 and through uh, 2012 and on up, the utilities were uh, really scrutinized and we've done a pretty good job of reducing some some of those costs, but costs were rising and so, uh, and budgets were tightening. Mm -hmm. And so we really focused on areas that we could manage uh, a little bit better and try to get some waste out. But I think uh, even today, even though the utility uh, budgets or the utility line items aren't increasing as dramatically as they had, uh, there's still a great opportunity to save in that area of budget. No, I, I definitely agree, and I think it's interesting. We, we have this conversation about budget regularly, right, where we want to protect budget. We, we want to try to get additional budget and staff, et cetera. But we don't we don't focus on the opportunities that we have with energy where we can potentially save some costs when it comes to utility spend and potentially apply that those funds to another part of our budget. Well, we talked in our last podcast, and if, if folks didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. We were talking about telling your story and, and getting from a no to a yes on, on uh, funding increases or spending more or doing more in a different area, maybe increased headcount, whatever it be. And I think oftentimes we overlook the possibility with taking a story in. If I can save some more money, some additional funds in our utility budget, can we shift that money somewhere else? And so the yes comes a lot easier when you bring to the table, I've got some dollars here. If I put some programs in place, can I shift some of that money from place A to place B? Yeah, and I think there's something that happens when when you present that uh, as potentially an energy manager or a facilities director, uh, which is you're, you're proving your value, right? Like. 
uh, when when finance folks or boards look at us, sometimes they look at facilities or operations as a cost center. But this is an opportunity for us to say, hey, no, we can actually save some money. And not only that, but now we can focus on some of these other areas that, that need those funds. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of times we just sit back and we take the position is, well, we've got money assigned to that. They're not going to cut the power off. They're not going to cut the water off regardless of what I do. And so we relax our position on that a little bit. We say, you know, the utilities are going to get paid regardless. I think that's just kind of a bad thought process. Uh, it's not very uh, fiscally responsible and saying we're, we're going to tolerate some waste. And, and we really shouldn't go there. We shouldn't really tolerate waste in our utility spending. Right. I agree. And not only that, but it impacts the future generations that of our communities, you know, of America, right. of, of the world, honestly. And uh, I think it's hugely important that the, the small things we do today will have a huge impact in the future. Right. And, and I think also, Tony, you look at the results of those savings. Really what oftentimes happens when you start to dial in on energy savings, you're looking at how are my facilities being operated? What's the condition of my facilities? What are, what's the light levels that I have? And we really go in and through the opportunity of saving energy, we really improve the overall quality within the workspace, if you will. So better lighting maybe. Maybe we go in and, and we do some lighting upgrade projects and change out some of the old inefficient fluorescent lights to more uh, higher efficiency LEDs or whatever it is right. that you're replacing with a better color rendering, a better light levels uh, within the in the space, in the classroom, and in, in healthcare, and so forth, and really kind of not only sell it from a standpoint of saving utilities, but also improving the environment that you're in. A lot of runaway uh, things with HVAC, you know, vast temperature swings within spaces, too hot, too cold. And uh, when you're able to dial those in and save some energy as a result of that, it's more than just the dollars saved on energy. Right. Well, it sounds like it's a win-win-win across the board. So it's a win for the folks who are in our spaces that we're caring for. It's a win for the organization because we're saving some funds. And of course, again, we're impacting uh, those folks who are in our facilities in a positive way. And then it's a win for us yeah, uh, because we're doing a great job and we're able to, to, again, push funds to another area of opportunity. You know, a lot of times uh, we look at some of this utility savings as well as very costly to implement, which in some cases, there needs to be new control systems put in, new pieces of equipment in to, to do that. But in most cases, a lot of that is driven from behavior. You know, the, the, uh, the most savings you can get out of a lighting system is to turn the switch off. Yeah. You know, educate people. Uh, remind them that when they leave their office, just flip your light off. Uh, it, it does not take any energy from, from your standpoint just to flip the light off. I know our energy code today requires a lot of spaces that have uh, automated lighting systems and uh, they work, but a lot of times they're set for so many minutes after they don't see any occupancy in the room. Well, the better way to do it is just on my way out, just flip switch. the button, switch it. And that's a lot of that's behavior. And so it doesn't cost anything other than educating people. And I think a lot of times 
here again, we talked in our last segment about telling your story is educating people. How much does it cost? How much is it costing every day to heat, cool, light, provide water? How much water is being used in these organizations? Because I think a lot of it is just plain awareness. And I think uh, the the positive thing, uh, particularly with our, our younger generation, more sensitive about things that are green and about saving energy. You know, you see the whole uh, tiny home movement, if you right. will, yeah. you know, compacting down and getting smaller and using less and conserving resources. And so I think that there's a, a great synergy there yeah. as we see a lot of younger people coming into the workforce that already have that kind of ingrained into them yeah. and say, I can get on board with this. I, I can support this. And every time you save, then that also, when I save a kilowatt, when I save a gallon, when I, when I save a unit of gas, then I'm, that's, that translates to dollars, right? Well, one of the things you mentioned, I, I, I want to make sure we bring it back up, is it starts with being aware, also just behavior. Those two things don't cost anything. Right. And, and for us, we have to start somewhere, right? So just begin to take action. And those actions uh, have, a, have a large impact on the organization. And I think um, it's how we, uh, then, then you can dig deeper uh, into some of the areas that might cost you some money to, to implement. Like, you know, maybe there's new commissioning of your control system. Maybe there's inefficient equipment in your building right. that you need to look at as part of a capital replacement. And so you start planning for and say, here's what it's costing us to run this boiler. Here's what it's costing us to run this chiller. And really bring some real dollars to it and say, if we replace this, then we can start saving X dollars more and invest it back in to the infrastructure. And, uh, you know, I, again, I, I get back to this whole thing about what is the organization doing? Right. I think that you've heard me say this many, many times in our podcast is understanding the mission of the organization that I'm in and uh, really focusing on that as opposed to well, just saving the energy because I'm a facilities guy or an energy guy. Uh, but what does it do to impact the, uh, the overall organization? And when you can tell the story in that light, when you can approach it from that situation, uh, that approach, then, you know, the better off you are. Well, yeah, this is definitely another aspect of our job, our role and our responsibility when it comes to the organizations that we're in. So uh, often one, you know, I, I know today with a lot of the folks that I talk to, is often ignored, yeah. Um, but should not be right for for all the reasons we just mentioned. Yeah, and I, you know, it's it's different. It's difficult uh, across our nation to say this is the program that you ought to implement for uh, a really efficient utility uh, management system. But uh, just some key things, and the the reason it's difficult is is that we have deregulation in some states of utilities. In other states, they're regulated. Yeah. And so the way you approach those things might be different. But there is always room and opportunity to save. And so I think, uh, you know, call on some experts. If you don't have the expertise, I'll, I'll tell you a lot of times, if you go to your utility provider, they are really motivated to help you try to save energy yeah. and save on your utilities. Because what they're taxed with uh, today is is really an overtaxed system. They they uh, 
are bringing more clients on board, but without having to build new infrastructure. We talked last time about what the infrastructure needs were in our, in our country. But here again, we have this whole thing about uh, how do we bring more on, do it with less, and, and really try to understand what, uh, what it is we're trying to do without putting a lot more money. You know, $3.5 trillion in infrastructure is a lot. Right. You put the whole utility grid on top of it, the electric grid or the gas pipelines on top of that, huge, huge sums of money out there. And they're trying to avoid that. So a lot of help available in our, from a, our utility providers. Come in and, and work with me. Uh, help me find these things. And oftentimes, they can even bring financing solutions along with those findings. Yeah, I've seen energy grants. Um, I know some are offered by the, gov- the federal government. I've seen some at the state level. Um, to your point, uh, our utility providers are resources for us because they are trying to minimize uh, our, our consumption if possible. A lot of them, as you, as you just said, bring rebates. You know, if you change out a T12 lamp to mm-hmm. a T5 lamp or an LED, they may pay 6 or $7 a lamp for doing that. And you, you put it over a whole classroom, a whole school building, a whole uh, courtroom or whatever, it, it adds up to a lot of money that really can offset that. Yeah, and being able to, again, we, we talk about documentation, tracking it and telling the story. If you're able to show that, understand that and explain that to a council, um, you're going to get a lot of traction, not only for this particular project that you're working on and what's happened, but when you go to try to do another project, right, your success and your ability to explain what happened uh, is going to go a long way. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, just doing this around the whole energy awareness uh, theme today and throughout this month of October, promote it in your organizations. People ought to be aware of this in their cafeterias or the places or their break rooms or stuff, put some little chanted flyers out that, hey, this is Energy Awareness Week. You know, not only should you be aware of it for our company, our organization, but at home. Everybody, we bring these things together and uh, we, we have a responsibility not only when we are at work, but how do you translate that? And I always think and, and always have believed that the organization can bring some great thought and some great leadership to this because more than likely there's some people within the organization that feel very passionately about reducing the use of energy right and leverage that you know bring people on in the education you know bring science teachers on bring students on uh, engage them in that and that really does a couple of things one is you get into if it's if education is your business then how do you tie curriculum and instruction into saving energy and it's a win-win it's again here how do you understand what you're there for if it's in uh, state and local government how do you get some citizens involved and really build and I think the more we know and you get to know somebody and you get to work alongside of somebody else the more less critical people are and the more willing they are to jump in and say hey they're doing a great job down there they need some help they've asked us to help and we're going to come alongside of them and be a part of this. So I think, you know, you get community engagement, student engagement, user engagement, employee engagement, and you really can go a long ways, not only just from saving energy, but just making, raising the awareness to a a new level that says, hey, 
we're not just relying all on the utility companies to to promote this, but hey, as an organization, we're really helping our employees, our community, our our students, whomever, to be aware of, of what this is all about. Well, to your point, that engagement allows a lot of different types of people to engage and contribute to the overall cause. And of course, we can't do this alone. You as an individual in the organization can't do it alone. It takes a team. And, and again, you mentioned this month, we want to raise awareness. But you know, I played football when I was in high school. One of the things they taught us is you, you play like you practice. So when we practice, we were supposed to play and go as hard as we could. Um, and I think about that in the sense of how we look at energy and how we address it today. You know, the prices are going to come back up. They, this is going to be an ongoing topic of conversation. It's not going to go away. And so if we can create good habits today, it's going to make an impact when, when prices do go up. So let's, let's do a good job at it today and continue to build on that. And I, I guess I would be uh, uh, a little remiss here if I didn't say that uh, tracking and understanding what you use and promoting that out to the organization, you just have to do that. I mean, that's just kind of a, a foundational level. Absolutely. Uh, it's just key to, to uh, what, uh, I, I, uh, I hate coined phrases, but uh, you know, uh, if you don't measure it, <laughs> you, yeah. you, know, you can't tell what, you, what you've done or where you're going or anything. Well, there's truth to it, that's why it's it, a phrase. It, it's, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but you know, just take the importance of doing that as serious and uh, October is just a good time to sit back reflect a little bit and say how can I make this in in 2018 how can I just bump up my real awareness around energy and move forward and really put a program together engage people use that from moving from a no to a yes in conversations and providing good feedback to our organizations yeah, take action. Start somewhere. If it starts small, yep. Um, every change. Uh, if you try to do too much at one time, there's a chance that you might not accomplish what you set out to to actually accomplish. So start small. Do the things you can do today. That behavior, right? The awareness. Those are things that don't cost anything. Yep. And will get us moving in the right direction. Yep. Well, great, uh, great topic today, and uh, very appropriate since uh, it is being recognized throughout the country as uh, national energy awareness. And uh, we just uh, want to uh, encourage our listeners that even though maybe it's not a top priority from a budget line standpoint today, and that you're not seeing uh, double and triple digit uh, inflation in that area, that uh, really that they really still still pay uh, attention to it. Absolutely. And, and it's even an opportunity ahead of uh, to get ahead of those times. So begin planting seeds in your conversations with decision makers today. Don't ask them for money today. Just start making them think about the, the things that are coming and what we need to be prepared uh, to do or what we need to be preparing to do to get ready for the cost and energy. Absolutely. Well, Tony, it's been great talking about this with you today. And, uh, you know, I have to confess, I knew the answer to your question early on. <laughs> Uh, as a pilot, I know what the color of the black box is. Yeah. And the black box really is not black. It is orange. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm not sure where that misnomer came from, the black box, but um, maybe it's because of all the black information in it. But, I, don't uh, I don't know why uh, they it, don't call it an orange box. It's though. orange box. I mean, that doesn't sound as sexy, though, as well, a black box. It's you know, the same as driving on parkways and parking on driveways. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, everyone, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate your time. 
please give us feedback. Email us at dspodcast at dudesolutions.com. Please follow us on Stitcher and iTunes. Leave comments. We definitely want to hear what you have to say about the information that Bob and I are sharing, or if you have something to contribute, please do. And remember, we just uh, would like for you to take this month and become aware of all of the utilities that you are using and uh, how you might make an impact in your organization by saving some of those. Yeah, you guys are important. Uh, take some action and, and begin to, to impact lives in a positive way. I, I know you're already doing it, but let's take it to the next level. All right, have a great day, Tony. You too, Bob.